0: So today on the podcast we have Coach Tim uh, McFarland from Blessed Trinity in Roswell, Georgia. Uh, He's entering his ninth season as a head football coach at Blessed Trinity and his 38th year of coaching high school football in Georgia. He holds an 18-year head coaching record of 172, 52, and two, and is 90, 18, and one in his time at Blessed Trinity. Uh, They just won the state championship three back to back to back three years in a row. And you will love uh, his wisdom on this episode of the podcast, and you will hear from Coach McFarlane after a short segment from our sponsor, Coach Tim McFarlane on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you. Glad to be here, Coach. Before we start, I started recording. You were about to go over your history, and I wanted to get that on the record so the listeners um, got a good sense of of you, Coach, and your your background. So. Go ahead coach please continue where I, I rudely cut you off
1: that's yeah, fine I, I grew up in the North Fulton area and it was a it was a very rural area I went to Melton high school it was a you know about 700 students there and and then uh, I made the decision to I chose baseball over football I played baseball at uh, Georgia college in millsville and then got out and my first uh, small coaching job, I did a student teaching down in uh, Clayton County at a little junior high, and then immediately got a call from Roswell High School, which probably left my arri- arrival. And I went there in, in 1980 uh, and uh, had the great privilege of coaching for Ray mm-hmm. for many years. Uh, I tell you, Zach, I had two or three opportunities to go and take head jobs and, and uh, in baseball and or football through the years, but I, man, I tell you, Razzle was special and uh, five of us were together for 30 years there. So oh, wow. real, real privilege. And when Ray stepped, uh, stepped down when he retired in 98, I took that job and stayed there until 2008. And, um, and like, what I was going to tell you is quite honestly, I, I was, you know, I was tired. I, I was, uh, hit 50 years old and had spent most of my time as a coordinator and 10 years as a head coach. And, uh, So the BT thing, I didn't really see coming. Um, Got out for a year, went and helped do a consulting job at a little place called Kings Ridge. You may have heard of it. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Um, And then uh, Leo Barker, uh, who was uh, the defensive coordinator when I was the head coach at Roswell, he was now the head coach. He called me up and actually came to see me and needed a coach. He had lost some coaches, and schools then were going through some – I mean, a little hard cut back. So uh, I went to help him as an assistant in the And uh, it was during that year that I got the call from King's – I mean, from uh, not King's – from uh, Best of Trinity to come over and interview and I really didn't think that uh, – you know, I, I just didn't see a connection there because I was going from the largest classification to AA, and it was Catholic, and I'm not Catholic, and it was private. And I, I really probably didn't – Hope I was a good fit for private school. uh, I sat and met with the AD who I knew, Ricky Turner, and then I met with the principal, Frank Moore. And I got to tell you, I just followed my heart on that thing. So I I would say to young coaches, when you go to look at a job, don't get caught up in the levels. Just, you know, follow your heart. Because there was another large school that had offered me a job at the same time. And and, um, nothing about those interviews, I did three of them with them, nothing about those interviews felt right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: every time i was at bt it just felt good and <clears throat> so they knew what they were looking for and and it seemed to fit uh what i thought i might could help them with and it's I'm starting year 10 there now this is year 40 overall
0: year four coach that is awesome that's some serious longevity
1: yeah uh i'm uh, listen i don't want it to end zach it, it it's you know, those of us like yourself in this business, it, it we're just, you know, all we're doing is we're just uh, following a, a kid's dream. You know, it's a calling, and we get to hang out with young people, and we get to stay in competition. And football is such a great game; it has so much to offer if, if you do it the right way.
0: Absolutely, Coach. Uh, You've obviously have done it the right way; uh, been very, very successful. Talk about Blessed Trinity. Like, talk about, you said it's a Catholic school. For the listeners who don't know, talk about the school, the makeup, you know, what you have built in your, your ten years there.
1: Well, we, we've done it through the feeder program. Um, we've been shielded from a lot of what's going on in high school football now in that um, it's hard for us to get transfers at all. Hmm. Uh, we don't do, until last year, we don't do mid-year transfers. Unless it's a Catholic family coming from a Catholic school, like to move from forever, you know, to, to Atlanta. And, um, and because of that, we, you know, we just don't do business with the street agents. And uh, you know, we, we haven't had any of that. And it's been really good. Uh, up until this year, through the first nine years, we had four students that transferred in. And they all came in as 10th graders. And they all sat their tenth grade year. They played JV, but we didn't even take it to hardship. So, um, but we spent a lot of time. We we did start the sixth grade program at PT, and they already had the seventh and eighth. And we uh, we really work hard on staffing those programs. And they practice after us. We finish about six fifteen every day, and they're they're just getting on the field. And you know, about twice a week, I will I'll go watch their practices and getting away and <laughs> <laughs> so, those poor coaches. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for all. So uh, it's a good thing about being older because they don't know if I'm crazy or, or what, you know, so um, Zach, we've had the best time. I mean, it really is. So we know our kids and when they come up, they, they know our system. It's the same thing you see at Marist and St. Pius Marist has been running the wishbone since, you know, the mid 1970s right we're we're a run football team we have to be yeah talk
0: about so talk about your your philosophy your program philosophy so how did you like offensively like you talked about you want to run the football like where does that come from and how
1: do you how do you do that it comes from ray Manus, the guy that i worked for at roswell all those years uh you know, I'm just an eye back guy. Um, we did go, by the way, in the in the '90s. We at Roswell. we did go um, single back, four wide, uh, or three wide with a tight end uh, at a time that nobody was doing it. And and I spent you know a fair amount of time. I'd go down to uh, we went down to Florida and spent some time with Spurrier and those guys. I was really intrigued by that. So we did it, and and nobody else was doing it. And we had a great quarterback and great receivers. It was short lived. We were still always an IBAC back program. So, you know, once that group left, we we got back into doing what we do. Um of the college coaches that have made an impact on me. I always enjoyed David Petcliffe from an offensive standpoint because it was, was hard of hearts, he's under center and he's a he's a twins open guy. Right. And ISO and toss and power and counter and, and that's that's what we do. So this uh, versatile for us, so it's been good. Um I still think the key to it all is really good defense, um, great kick game. i tell you one thing, Zach, that we believe in, and our kids are so on this, is in an age where everybody's going really fast, we like to go real slow. So we feel like if we can drain a clock on you uh, and keep a quarterback on the sideline, if we can three and out you and get the ball back and hold it for 14 plays and put some points on the board, it, that's... Our kids understand that. That's the neat thing about it. We, th- we three and out a fast team, and we get the ball back, we, we know. And last year, I think maybe the highlight uh, of, of, you know, my career did not have anything to do with me. It's got everything to do with the kids. But last year in the state championship game, with nine minutes and 50 seconds to go in the game, we got the ball inside the 20, our own 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing against a great Oconee team with a great quarterback that's going to LSU, and we ran the clock out. We drove it down to the two yard line and went, I think, seventeen plays and ate up about nine and a half minutes. Oh yeah, first first down. So we like to play keep away. Um, everybody's talking about how many snaps they want to get a game. I could care less how many snaps you get. Right. So it's that. That's that's where you know that's kind of what we do.
0: Mm-hmm. And coach, I noticed watching your watching some, some tape you sent me you don't wear a headset in the sideline talk about that a little bit what what does that go back to
1: it's me i it's i it's my deficiency zach it's football for me is a feel and um it, it, i still call the offense and if i can get the quarterback if, if he and i are thinking alike we're we're gonna be okay and uh and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't but um to me, it's just it's about what I see and what I feel. And I feel like, you know, how to stay a play ahead. We, we do not call timeouts to get on the players. Uh, I think that's coaching backwards. I, I think you can, you know, you can see it, you can really see it in basketball better than any other sport. You can put every coach into one or two boxes. There's guys that coach forward and guys that coach backwards. Mm-hmm. Those guys coaching backwards, you know, they're calling timeouts and they're emotional and they're ripping kids for what they've done wrong. And then those guys coaching forward, they're calling timeouts to talk about what they're going to do next. mm mm-hmm. And so um, we don't do a lot. We only run about four or five basic plays. You saw that on film. And, uh, and uh, so we're happy with three and a half to four yards. Right. So it's a different mindset. And it doesn't work for everybody, but it works for us. Um, the other things that are unique for us is we, we do a lot of, like most people, do a lot of character development. We take the first part of Monday, go to the media center with the guys, and, and we do a virtue of the week with the kids. Oh, wow. At the Catholic school, and, and the Catholic school has been so good. I'm not Catholic, but they've been so good to – our student population is 85% Catholic, but for those few of us who aren't Catholic, they've been very accepting. And um, so we have mass, and, uh, and uh, we're pretty in tune to the spiritual development of the players. I think in today's world particularly, they're male. You know, where kids are having to call – you know, everybody's in timeout right now. Yeah. Uh, Well, I tell you, I I don't know, you know, I don't know how people who think you need a spiritual connection, especially during these times. But so that's a part of our development and uh, with what we do. So we, and then the last thing I'd say is, you know, for us, less is more. We haven't done spring football in nine years. Uh, We we love the multi-sport athlete, and that's been an attractive draw for our school. Mm -hmm. So, Not going after everybody else's players we're not trying to go get kids that are playing at another high school but you know at 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 about 12 or 13 or 11 years old when we see kids we tell the parents that we if they come to our place they can play three sports we're not gonna Mm -hmm. we're not going to uh, isolate them and try to get them to do just one thing so it is uh, we feel very strongly that other sports add so much my my best my best football players a lot of times, yeah, you know, I had little receivers at UAB now named Ryan Davis. And Ryan Davis could high point a ball better than anybody I've ever seen, go up and get it. You know, he could lose the ball and re you know, recapture it, he could track it well, you know, all those things. He was a center fielder. Yeah, there you go. He's a center fielder, you know, and, and quarterbacks that are pitchers and or catchers, that's even better. And linemen who are wrestlers and defensive backs who are basketball players. Um, you know, we get out of balance when sports get out of season. Yeah. Oh, you know, baseball in the fall is stupid. You know, you, I mean, really, it, it's it's just you know I don't mean to piss anybody off, but it's just stupid.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And I hear it here. You know, I gotta play fall baseball. Well, if you play football, I promise you, you'll become a better athlete. You know, I don't understand. well,
1: yeah. Well, anyway, it's just ridiculous. You know. So anyway, we're but we 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 say so in the spring. If a kid's not playing another sport, we, he's lifting dust, us, but our coaches, we go watch guys play, go watch them play baseball and lacrosse. We like to share the athletes and you know what? It takes a lot of pressure on them, off them. And, uh, what I have noticed since being at, at BT is when we get to, when we get to the last week of July, our football players, they 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 come running. They are so ready for football because we've left them alone.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, we enjoy that.
0: What does your summer schedule look like usually, Coach? Like, what are y'all, what times
1: and dates and kind of stuff like that? Well, in a normal year, you know, the, the pandemic years, we're going to have to come up with a pandemic schedule, I guess, from now on. <laughs> but yeah. the, uh, in the normal years, the way we do it, in the spring, if you're not in another sport, you come and lift. If you are, that's fine. We lift four days a week. The weight room's always open except for on Wednesdays. But then we give them the week before finals off and give them finals week off. And then the first Monday in June, we go three days a week. We go in the morning. So we go from 8.30 till about 10 o'clock. Sometimes 10.30. And we lift and we condition on Monday and Tuesday and Thursday. And then that's it. That's that's all we do. If we have some 7-on-7, we'll squeeze it into one of those days. We don't do a lot of that. We we go to 7-on-7. We come out in 21 personnel like you know, we always get invited to the Corky Tail, you know, with all the big dogs. We're, mm-hmm. we're down to Calkwood and North Cross and Marion and all, the, you know. It's, and, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play six games. We'll win three and lose three. And but there's a reason why we win. This is great. You know, we were playing – I won't even call the name of the school, but I, it was a year ago. And we come out in our first formation where we come out with the quarterback, fullback, and back tailback in the eye. we got a tight end and two wides over there. Right? Right. But if the defense can't get lined up. Yeah. <laughs> And the coaches are screaming at them, and the middle linebacker from the other team is yelling, "Coach, they don't have enough <laughs> oh <my gosh>. <laughs> players." <laughs> so so we, we have a lot of fun with that. People look at us like, "What are you doing?" Uh, so I don't know, Zach. I think I know personally, but also I think we're enjoying football more now than we've ever enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. That's awesome, and
0: Coach, talk. You said like a. Uh, a pandemic schedule talk about like what have you done during this to to help your program team to develop and how is how have you had to come up with you unique solutions to to this day and age
1: well i bet if you ask anybody because i thought about this the other day what's the most common phrase you hear now because we heard a lot right you know Mm -hmm. unprecedented or what i think the three words that i hear more than anything else now is i don't know yeah (laughs) um, you know, you, you take a pandemic, and you and you, you fall in a election year. That's you know, which is it's just so sad to see our country so split, and, uh, and leaders doing it on purpose. And um, so for us, uh, it, it you know, this is um, this is a real check on on. I think a lot of times our spiritual spiritualized right now. And it's hard to get up every day and look for the good, but I find that that's where my best place is. So when I think about this, you know, we, we talk about our faith, but I, I really think we have a great chance to live it out now. And I bet you, Zach, when we get down the road, I bet we're going to look back and realize that, that some really good things came out of this. The mm. more family time has come out. Mm. Uh, and, you know, families are, are uh, kind of under fire right now, too, because they're living in the house together more and, That causes tension and stuff, but I think it's I think this pandemic has offered us an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to see adversity as an opportunity, Mm -hmm. and uh, so we we talk to the guys, the generation that we're coaching. They have no concept of social distancing, and I tell you what else I've noticed too: very few of them have a a concept of what inconvenience looks like, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that that may be our parents' fault. I hate to say it but they cater and give them everything. Mm-hmm. If things aren't good they move or you know avoid adversity and they go somewhere else well you know you can't get away from this right this is a real real opportunity for us so many generations before us have been faced with you know so many things the Spanish flu World War one World War two the depression all those things. And it's uh, it's no accident that that greatest generation that uh, Ted Boppel wrote about uh, they they were formed from adversity and they knew what it's like to give up things that they wanted to go do what the country needed. And I hope we find ourselves in all of that. So uh it sounds old and cliche, but as coaches we have a real opportunity to teach kids about citizenship and about what it takes for us to come together. We need some of that right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. a crazy time in, in history. But like you said, this is not new. You know, this, this is like something like this has happened, it's happened before. So, Coach, how do you see, you know, this year playing out in Georgia? How do you see, you know, your schedule may be different? What are some things you think are, are going to
1: take place? I hope and pray. We're going back to school at our place. I pray that everybody stays safe. Um, um, I don't think this pandemic is uh, is political. I think politicians do use it, but I think this is real. Uh, I think it's done a lot of damage, but, um, you know, it can do a lot of damage to us emotionally too. I I would like to just try to get back to school. I I think we need to be in support of leaders who are stuck in the big chair right now, principals and governors and mayors and even the president, if you don't like him. I didn't vote for him. I'll just tell you that. But at the same time, you know, I wouldn't miss this on anybody. Right. I think it's a, like I said, an opportunity for us to try to shoulder up with people. It's time to be asking people how we can help, not how we can tear them down. You know, nobody knows how to deal with this. And so we just have to work with it the best we can. I'd like to see us get back into school in places where it's safe. And I hope that we get to play sports. Uh, I think, I bet that every coach in the country and every football player this fall will be very appreciative if they get the lineup and play a ball game. And so, um, we're going to try to play here in Georgia. Now we did back it up two weeks and I'm glad, you know, Robin Hines is working hard. I admire his, uh, he's the director, of, you know, Georgia high school association. And, uh, I admire his courage on all that. Um, but I think you have to temper it. I, I'd like to have seen us kind of line up more with the colleges. I've got a couple of kids playing, and they say they're going to open up now the last Saturday in September.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, I think the ACC and the SEC have both come out uh, and said that. Georgia and Georgia Tech have dropped their rivalry. They're going to play conference games only. Mm. Uh, but I think that that would have maybe given us a chance to get beyond this spike that we're experiencing. And I think it's headed your way, Zach. I heard last night that Georgia and Florida have been hit hard for the last several several weeks, but I think it's starting hopefully level. Right. And I think Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, and Indiana now are mm-hmm. starting to see some cases move up. So I, I, here's that phrase: we don't know. Right. Yeah, we don't know. We make the best of it. I think what we've done, though, at practice, we've told the coaches, you know, every day can be your last day. So just make it your best day. There you go. So that's what we're going to do.
0: Man, I like that, Coach. Coach, as we, as we land this plane here, I would love some wisdom for young coaches looking to get into the profession. What are some things that um, they, can, they can take and use as they're trying to become a coach like yourself?
1: I, I would advise them to be present where they are. Wherever your feet are, be present there. So many coaches are looking for that next job. And, uh, you know, just invest in people. It's, it, it, it's, servant leadership is a great quality. It's hard to find. But those are the guys that understand the importance of being present and investing in the lives of the people around them. And, and the opportunities will come. And uh, don't take a job because of the title. That's I, I, just so silly to do that because you can wind up in a bad place. Um, but uh, anytime you make a move, make sure you're running to something, not from something. So I, I think in all in all, you know, try to stay – try to stay and invest and build where you are. I had a young coach that I hired several years ago, and I've never forgotten him. I'll tell you, his name was Mario Hansbro. And what a, what a wonderful guy. And every week um, – you know, it was kind of annoying really when I first started doing it, but every week he would come by my office twice, about twice a week, stick his head and go, Coach, anything I can do for you? Is there anything I can help you with? You know, what I wouldn't, you know, give to have those kind of guys, you know, they, they, yeah. they got those guys now, but it, he it, it was unusual, but he understood something that most young coaches don't, and it's, you know, invest in where you are. And uh, so he, uh, he was, a, he was a great young coach. But uh, that's what I would encourage those guys to do is just invest. And then, uh, you know, don't be chasing the latest, greatest. Help those kids to understand, Zach. You know, I we're real simple with what we do. And, and because of that, I think our kids can play fast. And we don't always have the fastest kids. Mm-hmm. They play pretty fast. So that, that would be it.
0: Absolutely, coach. Coach, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. You just got the practice field and you came on the podcast. I really appreciate it, coach. Thank you.
1: Good luck to you, Zach. Good luck. I hope what are y'all gonna do? Do you know yet? Uh well,
0: coach, I uh we moved it back two weeks and then you know, we have a little we're having increase in cases. So I don't I don't know what's exactly gonna happen. Uh, if if we don't play and y'all play, I may have to come down and watch some some BT games for in the fall and just sit in the stands and soak it up, Coach.
1: Yeah, come on. I hope they let people in the stands. Yeah. Personally, yeah, I, I thought if we could just get to September start, late September, play seven region games, and take everybody to the playoffs. Everybody. Yeah, that that would be good because that way you know everybody gets. I mean, everybody. It, 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 it's just a different year, and then. So that would be around to 64. It'd cost six rounds. I don't know that we'll get a, a season finished. Yeah. No, but good luck. I hope y'all. I hope y'all get there.
0: Yes, sir. About, me too. It much needed for our kids, like you were saying. It, our kids come from here in West Virginia. We're about last at everything, uh, and our kids come from some, from some rough home situations, and they need, you know, positive influence in their lives. Definitely.
1: Well, those are some great opportunities, Zach.
0: Absolutely, that's a great opportunity. I love it, and we are here to help those kids reach reach their pinnacle. Absolutely. Well, God bless you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. Okay.